Hello and welcome to All Round Mine. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton. And this is the podcast where we dive into our favourite celebrities' homes and have a good old nosy around. We do indeed. We take a look around those glamorous homes and you can have a look too over on Primark's YouTube channel. Now we've had some pretty fabulous guests on this um, podcast, haven't we? We and have. I, I think it's safe to say that we've peaked with our guest today. She has been entertaining us across TV, radio and journalism for over 30 years and is the most fabulous person I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. It's wonderful Vanessa Fell. Oh, hey. I was wondering who you were going to introduce. <laughs> I could possibly be me. I was looking around for Joanna Lumley to come walking no, in or something. you are hands down one of my favourite people. Oh, I'm so wow. glad you're on All Thank Remain. you very much for asking me. I'm really pleased to be here. And Thank I'm you. extremely excited to have a look around your home. Are you ready to go around? Yes, and I've got to say, the problem with, with, with making these little films for you was just trying to limit them because I had so many <laughs> different places to film. I was like, oh my God, where do I even start? So I do hope you like it. Okay. I'm so excited. Let's, Let's go, go around. all around yours. Right. One of the rooms that I like best in my house is my bathroom, partly because my bath is like that. It has an op-art cartoon and it says, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath all about a Saturday night. So that's my bath, rather nifty. It's got lighting along the bottom of it, a shower next to it, roses, fresh ones, and all the shampoo and everything decanted into a crystal decanter, so it's extra specially nice. Heart-shaped soap, and then this is my beautiful pink glass basin. This is a very pretty, it's actually an old fashioned hot water bottle. You filled it with boiling water and took it to bed with you. Bought for me by David Guest. This is a little Lalique man and woman statue, tiny one. Some very nice Aesop um, soap and some pretty heart shaped soap here. That's a dried hydrangea from my garden. And here's the shower and that is my bathroom. I'm also very keen on my kitchen, which is, as you see, kind of continues the pink theme. This is me. It was a cartoon illustrating an article about me in the Radio Times, and it shows me floating in a pool full of chicken soup. So that's rather nice. And then all the way around is the skyline of London. And if you just keep on following it round, eventually you get to my house, which is here. That's my house in the skyline of London. As you go around the kitchen, that's the London Eye. Keeps on going round. So that's the kitchen, all nice and pink. So I really like that. And the other thing I like in my house is a beautiful Victorian chaise long, which actually I've recovered loads of times. At the moment it's covered in a sort of uh, Devore crushed velvet in a pink. The wallpaper's all lilies. And there you see a picture of both my daughters on their wedding days and a lovely antique mirror. And those two sort of units, those shelves, I bought at Liberty, the department store. One day they were just, they just seemed to not want them anymore. And I said, could I buy them? And they said, yes. And then there's a little footstool down there, which is little tiny roses, all appliqued, just one rose after another. So I quite like the whole look of, you know, the chaise longue and those nice units from Liberty, the antique mirror, and then the pictures of my daughters on their wedding day. And then you go up, and it's a conservatory with lily wallpaper. Another part of my house that I especially like is my bedroom. Um, and you can see the bed, it's pink velvet, very pretty. And on the bed, lovely white fur bedspread, two cushions saying love and love. And in the middle, cushion with names of all different flowers on it, zinnia, aster, larkspur, camellia, and rose. So this is the bed. 
And above it, there's a picture of me and my two girls giving me a kiss on each cheek. And if you come whizzing around the bedroom, that's the window. If you come whizzing around, you can see this lovely poster that Nerily, my granddaughter, just gave me for my birthday. She made it for me. And it's all different pictures of me with my children and my grandchildren, all different special moments and memories. So I really, really like it. And there, of course, is the television. Wow. Such a gorgeous home. <laughs> I think this so is... I was watching it, I was like, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> I don't, yeah, so tidy. It's so nice tidy. and tidy. Yes. It's yeah, the yeah. first time that I think I've been kind of lost for words for a home on really? the podcast before. <laughs> it's so sort of unique and distinctively you, really. Do you think so? Yes. yes. I mean, I from think. the outside, it, it, it's, uh, it was built in 1815. Wow. And it's, uh, it's a Gothic folly, a Victorian Gothic folly. So it looks a bit like a Gothic castle, but it's small. It's not a huge castle mm. at all. It's, it's quite a small house. It's not huge at all. It's in your, um, the, the painting along your kind of sideboards. Exactly. It? The, um... So it's got turrets and it's got lots of arches and it's got a great big um, kind of dome on the front, a kind of glass dome with wonderful sort of lilies in the glass oh, so wow. it's a very unusual house yeah. but not grand it's mm. as, as you can see none of the rooms are big or anything in fact the late michael winner the late great uh, uh film director michael winner said i've been to your house too many small rooms <laughs> that's what he said and actually there aren't that many they are small and there aren't that many but um so so it is a very individual house from the outside and i'm quite i'm pleased that you think it looks individual from the inside yeah well really I, does. I mean that's we nice. dive straight into your bathroom yeah. mm. that bath alone i've never seen anything like that was that the the, the um the comic book, the pop yes, art, sorry. Art, yes. Yeah, the pop art. That was, so well, was that's that meant to be made? me in the bath, but was it's a cartoon. It? Yes, an artist painted it. So incredible. And it's got the Bobby Darren lyrics and, yeah. in the kind of speech bubbles um, we, um, next to it. We had a pre um, previous guest, you know Melvin O'Doom? He had a, Melbourne, um, yeah. a bath with uh, cowhide mm. on the side, Ooh. which we never seen. I thought that was the most unique bath we've seen. I think mm. you probably win now. But he would rub his cowhide bath for good luck. Do you? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Don't suppose you do that so with your pop bath. Your bath. Yeah, the cows, <laughs> you rub the bath for good luck. I must say, I normally just bath in it. And, and, and occasionally, obviously, get filmed for Instagram in it. Yeah. Bath. Great. Because that one went over big. The one of me singing girls just want to have fun with a delicious champagne cocktail uh, and sunglasses in the bath Amazing. that Ben filmed. That was a good one, yeah. Wow. A beautiful bathroom. You um, obviously love the colour pink. I do. I like that. It's a theme throughout the I whole really house. I really do. And I come from a generation where... You know how these days they say, oh, what's all this pink for girls? There shouldn't be so much pink and why do they pink. do that? Mm. But it didn't exist when I was a girl. So, yeah. so when I was a little girl, you know, your best party dress might well be something like green velvet or something horrid like that. And I was always just hankering <laughs> for pink the whole time. And there just wasn't sufficient pink in the world to satisfy my desire for pink. So that, I suppose, is why. The house is, has become pinker gradually over years. Well, I didn't just make it all pink at the beginning. It was sort of, but that's what I really wanted. Does Ben, because you, you live with your partner, your fiance Ben, does he yeah. get involved with the pink? Is he an equal fan of He pink? describes himself as metrosexual. He's been known to wear pink shirts even pink jumpers mm -hmm. you know he loves I mean I wouldn't say that if you gave him a chance to decorate a house he would necessarily make it pink but he yeah. doesn't seem to mind he certainly doesn't object to the pink so would you say that you rule the roost when it comes to the interior decorating pretty much yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and where do you sure. get your inspo from is it just things that you cook up in your mind or are you on Pinterest or I I, I mean I love I do really love interior design magazines mm. I do keep them I have stacks of them I like them all and in fact I like the less expensive ones and the expensive 
of ones because mm. I think they can be great ideas absolutely everywhere. Um, I, I, I just comb, you know, I like museums to look mm -hmm. for for ideas mm. I like postcards I like nature obviously that really helps passion yeah. I, yeah. I just like the kind of fusion of the the whole kind of visual look and I want it to look like like my own personality but also eclectic and led and interesting mm -hmm. and and not as if it's a showroom and you've got everything on the same day yeah. kind of that kind of thing and yeah. you've got so many unique pieces of furniture like this the chaise long is incredible where do you find all these yes i found things? that in an antique shop in, in highgate wow. but years ago i reckon about nearly 30 years ago wow. and as i say i've had it recovered maybe three or four times in that time it's been yeah. beige it's been brocade mm -hmm. it's been a much darker kind of magenta and now it's a kind of a uh, you know almost like a shocking pink but yeah, sort of dull because it's velvet um it's just very glamorous isn't it i just love it mm -hmm. i need to ask you about those shelves that you mentioned next to the shades so you went into liberty they and were ex-display they right. weren't for sale they weren't being sold by liberty liberty had used them to display oh, i think wow. fabric or something mm -hmm. and I, and as i happened to go in they happened to be sort of dismantling the display and i thought oh and i said oh what's happening to those and they said oh i don't know and I said, well, could I buy them? And they said, oh, I don't know. We'll go and check. And I, and I bought them. In fact, I bought three. I, I couldn't fit the third one in this house. I had three in my last house. But I've also had that. I've also painted those over the years. Because they were a sort of verdigris, kind of almost bluish metal. Oh, and wow. now they're cream. So I painted them just, just to fit in with all different places. Do you find yourself changing things quite frequently? Do you get bored easily of the things around your home? I do. I change mm. the arrangement mm. more than the actual things. Right. As you can see, I've stayed quite loyal to my stuff. Mm. But I but I tend to mix up what I display on the units, where I might put the chaise long, mm. change yeah. the rooms around. Yeah, yeah I do, because it keeps it fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. I need to ask you about the Radio Times piece on your wall yes. in the kitchen. You were floating in soup? Did yes. you say chicken soup? Yes. What, what's the chicken soup? Well, that's my ancestral soul food, isn't it? It. I'm Jewish from a Jewish family oh. and we're a Jewish family and so obviously I mean I seduced Ben with my chicken soup did that was you? how I did it yes and my daughter said that she came over or came home I think she, they were still at home in those days when I first met him we've been together 16 years now but they, my daughter said she came in and there was Ben just sitting at the kitchen table just eating chicken soup in a kind of a stupor she said about two hours later she went out he was still at the kitchen table still eating chicken soup and she came back about midnight he was still there so the chicken soup went over really big the thing is he's always annoyed because I've never made as much for him since Aww. that moment but it served its purpose you sealed the deal by that point exactly. now I didn't need to make it again did I there he was and that was it what's well, your secret recipe I'm not the... telling you I'd have to kill you I'm sorry really don't even ask me that don't go there do not go there this is really sad. no I'm sorry it's too cheeky it's a great headline can't tell you can't tell you sorry <laughs> I love no. that I just was it was such a, re a reference I had not heard you speaking about before but now it makes total sense so when they did that Radio Times piece did they ask you what you wanted to have featured in that and I they... think I gave the interview it was to the late Clement Freud actually Okay. you know um, father of uh, Emma Freud and um, I think he did the interview with me and then he must have given the copy to the to the to the sort of artist or cartoonist yeah. and they must have come up with this idea of me floating in a in an enormous swimming pool of chicken soup amazing um, yeah and so I was able to buy the original I was able to buy the actual work of art oh, that's the original that's on the your original wall. yeah yeah that's brilliant wow. yes oh so lovely that yeah. you can hold on to those things and um, alongside that you, you've got a lot of pictures of your beautiful daughters and your mm. beautiful family I'd say family is, means a lot to you right an awful lot I mean some people think that you shouldn't display too many pictures but I'm not sure why I've heard this. I don't know where this does that rule come rule. from I yes. don't get it like it's vulgar or it's like ostentatious or it's something
something, but they're my kids. I love mm. them. Yeah. What do I want to look at? I want to look at my grandbabies, don't I? And I your beautiful just, granddaughter. Beautiful is it Neroli? Neroli. Neroli. Beautiful in, name. As in the, the essential oil of oranges. You know, ah, it's in lots of perfume, Neroli. Yes, it is. Neroli oil. She yes. made that beautiful um, collage piece for you. Yes. Was that for a birthday present? That was for my last birthday, which was a few weeks ago, which was my, I mean, I know I look like a walking miracle and everyone's going to faint with shock, but um, my 60th. Oh my God, I know ridiculously old isn't it no <laughs> I am so shocked I just can't even believe it can't believe this is happening to me at all I was the youngest at everything I did everything first I was a year ahead at school I meant to have that extra year somewhere what happened to that year ahead all of a sudden I'm 60 it's like oh for god sake but actually much ruder language which I wouldn't use when sponsored by Primark <laughs> if I was sponsored by a different company I might say something ruder but I wouldn't say Sorry, that now you. but 60 bloody damn beep is how I feel about it <laughs> god's sake so in shock so yeah she made that for my birthday my did big you? birthday yes. did you have a big birthday bash i feel I like had you would a fabulous mm. dinner in a gorgeous oh, hotel in london oh, gorgeous. it's called the bloomsbury hotel and it's got this terrace called the dalloway terrace have you ever heard of it no it's so beautiful it's all beautifully lit with wonderful flowers and gorgeous and romantic and it's kind of outside but it's covered and yeah i had i had um well i think i thought i'd invited 22 but actually i seem to have invited 26 who all had to be squashed <laughs> in but it was a kind of elegant dinner with drinks oh, first lovely. in the in the coral lounge it was really lovely i had a lovely time i love yeah. that but ben and i are planning a joint 110th because yeah, he's about to be 50 no. he's going to be 50 plans? well the first Come plan on. is to get rid of him because he's too old for a toy boy <laughs> so the first thing is just to say mate you know yeah, I, I don't know definitely outstage your welcome as a toy boy at 50 it's absurd but we're having we're having a big party we're having it at the London Cabaret Club in Bloomsbury oh, Square which is beautiful have you been yeah. there it's Love a gorgeous it. building it's really beautiful and uh, I think Ben's going to organise everyone who's ever known in the whole of showbiz to come and perform and stuff oh great and I think we're going to have a great time yeah mm. yeah that's going to be yeah, yeah, so that's going to be a big old bash, that See, one. I've always said. I wouldn't use that in branding. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, maybe not. You're right, no, you're absolutely no. right. Now, you're famous for your word of the day, yeah. but I want to know what word you'd use to describe your home. Oh, what would I use to describe my home? Rococo, maybe? Mm. Heavily overdecorated and ornate? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe Rococo. Would Rococo, that do? Yes, Rococo I like that. Style, yeah. But it is what I love about your home, though. You've got all of those personal touches and you can tell that it is distinctly yours. And so many homes that you go around, there isn't really much of a sort of soul to it. Well, mm. certainly when, when, I'm, when I was decorating it, my builders and decorators, they all said... Gosh, they were really enjoying it because mm. they could splash on colour here. Oh, they could yeah. do something really? vivid there. Right. And I said, "Why? What, what do you normally do?" And they said, "Well, there's an awful lot of beige, awful mm. lot of grey. You know, there's an awful lot of minimalism. There's yeah. an awful lot of you know, kind of that industrial chic, which is basically nothing much at all." Mm -hmm. And they said that they were just loving being able to let loose and go crazy because lots of people don't fancy it. Now, it could well be they just don't want to, but it could be that they lack the confidence to. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a bit of a shame because if you if you're absolutely mad about for example, emerald green. Yeah. You know, green's the colour to be seen. I think make it green if you want it to be green. I remember yeah. having this conversation with my mum because when I moved into my flat, I put pineapple wallpaper mm. up. And she, yeah. first thing she said, oh, you'll never sell it. And I was like, I don't <laughs> care though. I'm not, I'm not selling I'm it now. Sell it, no. I want to walk into my living room yeah. and see pineapples because I love pineapples yeah. and it looks great. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's a confidence thing. So yeah. this attitude of being like, oh, you can't, like, you know, that's too, like, yeah. I, mm. I, I once had a house years ago and, and um, as you came in the entrance, it was all painted to look like a sort of crumbling castle. Oh, wow. And there were cobwebs and there were little mice Great. and there were there was graffiti. Love it. And there was all sorts of things. And my mother came in, you've just reminded me of the story, and she said, she said, 
oh my gosh, have it painted a nice peach. <laughs> Over this beautiful, incredible sort of tomploy kind of mural. It took ages to paint yeah. some, someone's sweat is over it. And that's when I thought, mate, mum, God, you know, I actually now suddenly realise what she wanted and she wanted it to look exactly like everyone else's. Not better. No. Not more interesting. Mm. Not more sort of intriguing. Not just the same. Yeah. And I don't... I want to be the same. Is that a generation really? thing though? Is that from her generation maybe? That's tremendous conformism, yeah. isn't it? Not doing anything that anyone might notice or anyone might comment on or anything. Yeah. But I haven't done it for effect. It's my house. It's what you you know, nobody has to like it except yeah. me and, yeah. and the people I invite over. And, and, you know, I'm not doing it so that people notice it. I'm doing it because it gives me pleasure and it cheers me. And definitely I love colour. Yeah, And I really do. And I, I love something vibrant. Yeah. And I love something kind of unusual. I like something interesting. And I, I like it to be very comfortable, obviously. I don't want to be, you know, sitting on incredibly yeah. uncomfortable chairs for the sake of it. Not that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not trying to show off and I'm not trying to prove a point. No. It's just, you know, you get to know what you like after a certain time. And that's what you want as and simple I think as it, that it is the perfect home to lean into that maximalist like aesthetics you've got those amazing windows in your bedroom yeah. and it just sort of carries on that theme of a, of a home with so much soul and so much feeling well that's what i'm it. hoping i'm hoping for yeah exactly yeah. but also comfortable relaxing yeah. Yeah. you know you don't have to be on your best behavior yeah. i haven't got tables you can't lean on or eat yeah. off i haven't got chairs you mustn't sit on my mum mm. used to have a, a friend and they had a chair with an actual rope over it no. to stop people sitting on it because it's very expensive they didn't want okay. to get dirty you know that kind of thing so I haven't got that. You know, you can no. have dinner on a tray, mm -hmm. on the sofa in the living room while watching yeah. telly. Yeah. You know, I usually do take my shoes off when I come in, but I wouldn't be precious about anyone else doing that. I, mm. I you know, just I just want people to enjoy. That's yeah. all. So you mentioned earlier you, when you have people invite, when you invite people round, mm. um, who, who is often coming round? Who do you love having around for dinner? I mean, you've got a little black book of a who's who and people we know and recognise. Who would you say is the most famous person you've had round for dinner? Oh in, in gosh, your that would be name dropping in the most appalling sort of a way. Come on. Well, my last party, I suppose I had, I suppose, well, Judge Rinder was there. How oh, great. Oh, what a party. Is he a great good dinner guest? Superb. Yeah, mm. I can he imagine. He is superb. Good chat. He is a stellar guest. <laughs> is yeah. he? He's incredibly funny. Yeah. He's incredibly clever. So quick He's as incredibly well. nice, which is a really unusual combination. <laughs> nice, funny, and clever. Imagine that. That's really rare. You yeah. normally get two of the three, not all three. He's absolutely brilliant company. He's brilliant. brilliant. At the same thing, I had Christopher Biggins was there. Oh, yeah. and Amazing. Annika Rice was there. Oh, Sarah Cox was there. She's great. Um, 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 who else was I there? I knew you would like have a great um, dinner. Yeah, Anthea Turner was there. <laughs> Bit of, you know, because we were both in the Big Brother house. Yes, together. We so obviously mm. she was there. Um, you know, and all my actual, real, actual friends and real, actual family yeah. and the people who are my real, you know, part of my real life. Yeah. Everybody was there. So And everyone mixed in and everyone had a go. Oh, Benjamin Zephaniah was there. You know, ben, so Benjamin Zephaniah, the poet, you know, oh. incredibly gifted and amazingly talented poet. He was there. So wow. you and I had And I had Mr. Cabs from Flawless teaching everyone a particular dance. Amazing. So that was great. I was just, so you're taking all the kind of areas that you want for a party. So yeah. you've got the, the comedian, the poet, you yeah. know, you've got the dance instructor giving the choreography. Exactly. We've got a chef. With some, imagine there must I have be a chef, chef a cocktail maker. I don't know. It'll be kind of, uh, throughout the conversation, I'll suddenly think of other people who were there. Yeah. Um, Sarah Cox brings the music Sarah Cox brings the music yeah. no she's great yeah. I, I don't know I can't Love think of anyone else off the top of my head but it wasn't bad for one. Oh, I know what should we call it um, Michelle Heaton was there oh fuck. yeah she's a good friend she's a good she's pal oh. she fell down the stairs <gasps> 
And I was thinking, please don't die, just don't die, please don't break a limb, don't let this whole party be about an ambulance, for God's sake. And luckily she was able to scrape herself up the floor, off the floor and somehow, I don't know how she did it, but thank, she survived, thank God. Well, it's a good job you don't have some sort of weird trendy concrete staircase because that would have been an absolute nightmare. No, that would have been bad, you're yeah. quite right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone that hasn't been round your house that you are desperate to get over for a party at some point? Wow, that's a good question. If you could have anyone. Um, you know, I suppose it's that boring thing of Michelle Obama. Everybody always says yeah. that. But I do think she'd be a great she, guest. Mm. I would like to have her around. Yeah. But I think she'd accept if I invited her. I just haven't got around to inviting yeah, her. Yeah, of course. I think she would accept. I think she would accept. I think yeah. she'd have a good time. Um, anyone on the list of absolutely no way they're ever going to be invited Madonna, around? her behaviour's appalling. <laughs> absolutely appalling I interviewed her on the big breakfast bed and she was honestly she, you know how most women in particular but also lots of people are you know people pleasers you know they want you to like them they mm. smile when you come in mm-hmm. you know they're trying to be nice I love um, this. And, and you know when I was on the big breakfast bed yeah. you had the biggest stars in the world on the yeah. bed you know Goldie Horn, you know Charlton Heston um Kurt Russell Jeff Goldblum you know all the big names in the world were on that bed and usually they're like was I okay was it all right and you're like yeah. mate you're Goldie Horn do you really care and yeah. The was, yeah they did care they wanted it to be good they wanted you to like them they wanted to get on with people Danny DeVito you know bought presents for everybody wow. chocolates and you know people were nice Madonna no no didn't care. No. Kept me waiting seven and a half hours. What? Didn't apologise. And not just me, because it was a massive junket. And we had our big breakfast bed set up in a special sort of alcove to do the interview. Mm. And the longer she kept everyone waiting, the more bosses from the big breakfast arrived to kind of supervise this interview. At the beginning, it was meant to be, you know, 18 minutes, went down to 13, it went down to 11, more bosses arrived, there was more heat on the event, it was more and more worrying, it, you know, because it had been trailed endlessly. Oh, anyway, eventually, she showed up honestly about seven and a half to eight hours late and she was in a horrible mood and it was only to flog her flipping film Evita Mm. it wasn't like you know we were talking about something incredibly you know important that I wanted to talk about and she was so sniffy and difficult and uh she looked so bad tempered and I just thought mate and I said I said you don't seem as if you really want to do this. I said, she's like, well, I really don't. I said, well, listen, we don't have to talk about your film. I said, we can talk about anything, politics, literature, shopping, whatever you like. She said, oh, shopping. I said, great. Great. We talked about shopping, talked about breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. We talked about all sorts. And in the end, Channel 4 sent me a big bouquet of flowers because I did a good job under difficult circumstances. But she did not help, let's put it that way. So I'm not going to invite her to Felt's Towers anytime soon. (laughs) Is that the nickname? Felt's Felt's Towers. Towers. She's not coming. I know she wants to. (laughs) Don't beg me, Madonna. It's not a good look. On you, it's not a good look. (laughs) Okay, Madonna's not coming around. Anyone else that's making the the no list? No, only her. Only her. Only Madonna. I love that. I was worried about asking that question but I love mm. they just came for us straight away <laughs> yeah. with Madonna and like, shouldn't have behaved like that if she didn't want me to tell that story <laughs> exactly um, would you say that when you were growing up you were in a house that was like uh, very like loud and like um, and you all had uh, were open to being able to air your opinions and whatnot? Or? Uh, yes pretty yeah. much I would I would say I grew up in a house where my, but effectively my father owned all the emotions Okay. My father had all emotions and we were more the audience for his emotions. He felt grief, he felt joy, he felt felt that he really should have been a bigger contender. He felt that he was just thwarted in the underwear business and really should have been a, I don't know what the hell he thought he should have been, a swashbuckling hero. And we were all just like, yay, absolutely, daddy, we love you, you're marvellous. And my mother would say, look at your father. Isn't he handsome? Look at your father, girls. Look at your father. We'd be like, oh, dad. (laughs) Dad, you look so great. You are great. So there was a lot of that going on. So I'd say the the loudness mainly came from my father. And it was mainly, I am dazzling. I am exquisite. Look at me. Look how great I am. And we were mainly like... 
Mm-hmm. You're great. Dad. I like this celebration though because is that I, weird. That's no, weird, I don't right? think it's weird because I, I like is the celebration weird for Primark. Is that a bit <laughs> no, strange? No, but that's the truth. What can I do? I am. Um, I like yeah. what you said there about the celebration because I feel like you really, really celebrate your daughters and your grandchildren. Grandchildren, like this, in every part of that video that we saw of your home yeah. tour, there's something you talk about first, and the point of conversation you have. So that's obviously something that's continued down of this celebration of each other. I'd say. Or like uh, love, a no. bit. Di- I hope it's a bit different in my incarnation oh. of it. I hope they're allowed to have thoughts and emotions of their own. Okay. <laughs> I hope that they're allowed to be the star of their own life, not yeah. me just hogging all of the limelight of everybody else's life. Mm. Um, so I've tried when I when I say I've tried not to be like my father. It's not really true. I haven't had to try. Luckily, I, I'm not really. That wouldn't be my inclination to be like that. To own everything and not give anyone else a chance to feel anything or yeah. have a chance to express anything. Um, not that. But do uh, do I celebrate my grandchildren and my, and my girls? I really do, and yeah. I'm really lucky because my girls um Allegra and Saskia they're now ridiculously old 36 and 33 one is um a tax lawyer the other is a um she's a teacher but now she's a child therapist in the in the sort of state system but that doesn't matter. They are so nice. They're such yeah. good company. They're good fun. They're, they're charming. They're yeah. kind. They're really pretty. They're really great. And I just love hanging out with them. And I really, really feel that if they weren't my kids, I would love to be their friends. Yes. You know, I really, really love them That's and love great. being with them. Yeah. And and as for the grandbabies, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> God. So I said when the grandchildren were born, I was sure I was going to be able to breastfeed. I said I was sure that as soon as they were born, I would just like the milk would just come in from love. It would just have. Obviously, I was slightly joking, um, and obviously I couldn't. But what I'm saying is, the love is just overwhelming. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. how much I love them. It's just absurd. It's yeah. just I like. Oh my god! If I don't see them for a day and a half, I'm going absolutely crazy. I'm like, God, what's happened? Yeah. Why have you forsaken me? Let me come around immediately, <laughs> right instantly. Um, and you know, they're they're they're. Very different. I've got two grandsons, mm-hmm. one eight and one three, and a granddaughter who's um, six. And they're all, you know, they're, they're all individual human beings with thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And and I just like to get to know them and hang out with them. And I can't, as soon as they were born, I just could not see the point ever going anywhere nice or doing anything nice without them. Yeah. And that's how I feel now. I still yeah. feel like, like, why would I go on holiday without them? Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I want to do we'll that? Spend time, yeah, well, I just wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't yeah. want to be like, this is the sea and they're not here. What's the point? <laughs> so I like to just schlep them along wherever I go. Great. And to that end, I bought a house in Ireland, um, in Ballycotton, so in East Cork, right on the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, we all go together. And that's my idea of absolute heaven. Yeah. Would, so we do lots of that. Would you say you're the go-to grandma? I the hope family. I'm the fairy yeah. grandmother. Is the what fairy I'm grandmother. To be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love that. Are there yeah. ever any bribes involved with the grandchildren? <laughs> I think they're very honourable. Well, bribing them to hang out with me? No, I don't think so. I think they're very honourable kids. I don't think they. I don't think they take to being bribed. Really? really? Yeah. Don't mm. think they'd like it. I think they'd if they didn't want to do something, they'd say so. I hope so. Mm. Anyway, I don't yeah. think you could just kind of force them to do something they didn't want to do by bribing them. So sure. no, I'm not, I'm not bribing them, but I hope to you know entertain them. Yeah. And um, and in fact, um, I went to Rome uh, a couple of weekends ago with Allegra, my daughter, and Nerily, who's six, and um, it was my it was their birthday present to me for my for my. 60th and I said to Nerily who's six I said right it's girls on tour I said we can be anyone we want to be we can be air hostesses we can be American (laughs) she was just looking at me like what we can be American we can be air I said we can be anything we want to be what happens in Rome stays in Rome she's never heard that she's only six she's like you know anyway then my suitcase went missing oh no and it didn't turn up till late the second night anyway when it did I rushed towards my suitcase which I was delighted to see and I said come to mama and narrowly said 
grandma's really funny, isn't she? I think suddenly <laughs> she saw the humour in the whole thing. She liked the fact that I said, come to mama, to the suitcase. This really tickled her to death. <laughs> so she gets me. She thinks I'm funny and that's all I really want from them, isn't Great. it? It sounds like you've got a little prodigy in the yeah, she's gorgeous. They're all, they're all gorgeous. Oh, okay. So when you have the family around, is there any peace and quiet or are you all like chewing and love it? No. Yeah. Now, loud, noisy, busy. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah, singing karaoke, yeah. you know, playing chess, all sorts of stuff. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to the public, you're obviously Vanessa Feltz, but at home and to family, you're Feltsy. And is there like a, <laughs> is there a bit of a different... That's Ben, that's Ben. That's is there that's a, ben. Thing. is it just ben. him? Well, he, yeah, I mean, they, the girls call me mummy, the kids call me grandma. He okay. calls me Feltsy. Okay. But really, he, called, he used to call me Young Veezy. I think maybe I've just got too old to be Young Veezy anymore, <laughs> oh, no. which would be tragic. He was Young Veezy and I was Young Veezy, you know. He has started starring in some of your Instagram videos I've noticed recently. Does, yeah. he, like, does he like getting involved with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I needed him at the beginning because I never even had a smartphone till the pandemic. Oh, really? I had an eight-pound Nokia. How um, did you both meet? You, don't mind me asking. Oh, she that's a long, old story. That, that, that's Keith Duffy from Boyzone. Was he, he was in the first ever Celebrity Big Brother with me. Uh-huh. And he's a really good friend of Ben's. And he oh. said, oh, you'd really like Vanessa. And we were both fixed up with other people. And we just said hi. And that was it. We bumped into each other a few years later, years later. And then eventually got together. And we've been oh. together 16 years. Yeah. So we say it's all Keith Duffy. And you're very sport. open about your relationship and keeping the passion alive mm. and whatnot. I love that. Very. Yeah, well, yeah. what's the point otherwise? Not my brother. No. <laughs> there's got to be some Thank passion. Goodness. Thank God. There's got to be some passion. And yeah, you've got to keep it alive. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think so. How do you go about doing that? Well, you, you, I think you keep it at the forefront mm. so that it doesn't get put on the back burner. Mm. So that there, yeah. you know, so there is something, and there's a, I, I would call it like a sexual climate. Yeah. There's a kind of feeling between you. There's some mm. kind of frisson. There's some kind of... I don't know, touching of hands or pinching of bottoms or some kind of a thing, some kind of saucy texting or something, just Mm. so that you remind each other that that was what the whole point of it was in the first place, or at least one of the main points of it of all as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Why do you think so many people sort of forget to do those things and sort of slip into a bit of a life where there is no excitement anymore? I think it's very easy to do, actually. I think, you know, first of all, there's the chase. And then eventually Mm. you have to be caught if you're in a relationship. And then there is Mm. no chase. And then the person becomes like part of the furniture. And you don't every day say, oh, my God, I love my sofa. I love it. I let me stroke it. It's just there. It's your sofa. You know, you're not going to get excited every time you see it. (laughs) And it's a similar kind of a thing. They literally become part of the furniture. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't like them. It's Mm. the whole fancying thing takes a little bit of revving up, Mm. I think. You've You've got to rev it up a bit and it, it's not that it's an effort but it does I think need to be factored in it needs yeah. to be something that is part nice. of the things that you do yeah. and if you don't it can all just suddenly or gradually kind of evaporate really and I think that's terribly sad and it's all about remembering what you liked about them in the first sometimes when you see someone in a different guise you suddenly fancy them again like when I see Ben on stage when yeah. he's performing mm. you know it's Fabulous. And yeah, there are women throwing their knickers at him and I'm one of them. You know, <laughs> you know, we've been together 16 years, but I suddenly remember I see him in that guise. You think, oh God, oh my God, she fancies him, she fancies him. Yeah. And I fancy, you know, it's that kind of a thing. And, and you know, and sometimes just seeing them in different contexts. That's why people's sex life usually revs up on holiday. Yeah. Suddenly you're in a different context. You might yeah. be reading a book that's a bit saucy. Mm. You know, you've got a bit more time, maybe you're drinking a bit more, all those components mm. that make you suddenly look at them and think, oh, 
okay. Well, he you was know. performing a number at the 110th party. I should think it'd be difficult to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> He's sung that song at the mitzvahs all over northwest London. It's been a big hit. So, yeah. Um, I need to ask you, because we, we've both seen each other in the building a very, very early time. We both do early breakfast. Yes. How do you cope? How does he cope with the early mornings in the arm? What do you do in how that situation? How does he cope? He's asleep. He does he he at all. I mean, how does he cope? Yeah, he goes what fine with a great big snore and he rolls over and that's the end of that. He goes, what about how I cope? How, yeah, oh well, you're the busiest woman because you not only do the early breakfast, then you do your breakfast show and then you go on to do this morning yes. a few times. Mm. Like, wh- where, when do you sleep? Well, that's the whole thing. I don't mm. know. And it is all a bit a mm. bit rough. I mean, people do say, particularly in Insta- on Instagram, you know, how do you do it and how do you do it? Mm. And the answer is, I feel exactly the same as anybody else would feel. Yeah. yeah. Knackered, jet lagged. Yeah. You know, but I love the job. I love actually doing it. It's mm. terrific fun doing it. It's the way that it affects the rest of your life that is a bit mm. of a downer. Yeah. I especially don't like and have never got used to and really detest um, having to be Cinderella and kind of go home on my own halfway through everything. Yeah. I really hate that. You have to um, be a bit antisocial, don't you? I but I'm not, though. <laughs> I'm really sociable. I don't like it. I don't like leave. I'm always having to leave before the dessert, which is my favourite part of everything. I don't leave before the bloody chocolate mousse. I always have to leave before they win the award or get the prize or sing the song. Yeah. I've already had to leave. And Ben does not come with me lots of the time. And I have to go home on my own in a taxi or something. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it one bit. So that's the big downside, I'd say. Mm. Well, I um, I remember we went to the opera. We were bumped into each other at the opera, didn't we? And I ducked out just before the I second half. I think I ducked out as well. well yeah, we both yeah, had we, the, we both right, the kind we of French. We were Yeah, we'd, we'd watched, we'd watched the first half. Okay. And we were like, if we watched yeah, the second half, longer. that's it. We're, yeah. we're done. Like, I was thinking if I was already asleep, <laughs> you know, I'm always lying there in my pajamas, yeah. and I'd only have three and a half hours. But I'm not asleep. I'm here at some venue in the West End. Yeah. I'm not even at home. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it, it, you know, it's tough. It is tough, but it's a privilege to do this job. So yeah. Yeah. you have to kind of remind yourself of that, really. Yeah, yeah very sure. true. Mm-hmm. Um, you are also known as an agony aunt. You've yeah. given well, you've just given us wonderful advice there about keeping <laughs> a life alive. Yeah. Oh. Um, and we like to do a bit of a game with our guests. Okay. Um, um, and tuning into your agony aunt uh, wisdom, we're going to put to you. Some some agony ant problems okay. and we would like your advice okay mm-hmm. okay yep shall i kick off yeah you okay. go this is from lil miss kiss and tell <laughs> okay so lil miss kiss and tell writes i've been in a happy relationship for three years i recently moved into a new flat and really fancy my new housemate so much so that we've kissed <gasps> is that you it's shh, shh, shh. I'm shocked. I'm horrified. I'm absolutely horrified. Carry on. It's now awkward Mm. in my flat and Mm. in my relationship. Mm. What do I do? That's from Lil Miss Kiss and Tell, not George Lawton. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, only Little Miss Kiss and Tell will know Mm -hmm. whether uh, the preference is for the relationship person or the flatmate person. Mm. And is it worth losing the relationship to really go for it with a flatmate person is the flatmate really into it or is the flatmate just up for a fleeting snog and isn't really in for the long haul you know that kind of a thing it it, I mean it's about I I would say in fairness to both it's a matter of making a choice I don't think it's nice to string along a person that you're in a relationship with while you're secretly fumbling about with somebody you're not in a relationship with I think that's deceitful and not very nice and everyone ends up unhappy so I don't fancy that so I think if I were Miss Kiss and Tell I would decide between the two but I wouldn't decide on the flatmate if the flatmate isn't up for a relationship yeah does an honest conversation need to happen between the two yes I wouldn't jettison a completely good relationship for a fumbly flatmate that you've only had one (laughs) snog with (laughs) 
Unless actually you're sick to death of being in a relationship and would really rather fumble with lots of strangers, in which case... <laughs> which is fine. In which case, get end the relationship and don't string along the poor old relationship Very person. Good. Yeah. That's what Very I Very sound advice. Um, Grumpy Mum asks, my teenage daughter has recently begun a relationship with a boy that I don't like. He's rude and always helps himself to the food in my fridge. Mm. I don't want to upset her, but don't want him in my house. What would you do? Oh, very difficult because the more you criticise the boyfriend, the more in general you drive the, the daughter into the arms, <laughs> the outstretched arms of the boyfriend. Really? So this is really difficult. Um, I definitely don't think it's on to walk into somebody's house and start opening the fridge and no. taking food out. I think that is just rude mm. and just disrespectful. So I think you say, and, and maybe you even write, house rules and stick them on the ah, fridge. Really? House rules, you know, nobody delves into this fridge without permission first uh -huh. or something like that. Maybe you can make it humorous so it doesn't seem quite so antagonistic. Okay. But I think you also say the thing that my mum used to say to me, to the daughter, which is, now look, you think you like this guy, but would you behave like that? Would you walk into his mother's kitchen, open the fridge True. and start scooping out the food? Would you behave in the disrespectful way that I heard him behave to you, to me, to everybody else that yeah. he goes anywhere near? And if you wouldn't do it, why would you countenance it? countenance it in him you know this isn't on is it really to be yeah. with somebody and also try and scroll forward a few years how are you going to feel if he behaves like that in front of potential children or you yeah. know people that you care about so do you want to be with this loutish boorish churlish beast that I can't stand <laughs> don't do it is what you want to say but don't say it like that no because <laughs> like that very delicately yeah, yeah. Um, one more I think okay um it's from if the walls could talk Ooh. um and they say I work from home and my new neighbours are very passionate. Oh, gosh. This is this is always happening on This Morning. We always get this oh, one. Oh, really? really? Yeah, this is a real-life problem that comes in all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's a post-lockdown yeah. theme. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, finish. <laughs> if they're not arguing, mm. they're making up. Yeah. It's so loud mm. that it's been noticed on work calls. Right. Now, How? the reason that this is difficult is... Uh -huh. That you think that you could say to them, listen, you know, your intimate life is, is obviously delightful. Um, I hope that you realise that everyone can hear it, so you might want to turn it down a bit. Mm -hmm. But there's always the problem that they may really get turned on by that. And it may be they're purposely doing it, hoping <laughs> that everyone can hear. And if you tell them that everyone can hear, it just makes them do it more and more because they're just so aroused at the idea of everyone listening. So this is the problem here. This is why this is a delicate one. I hadn't even thought of a that. A delicate one. You could buy yourself some headphones. You could move out. Or you could just try to ramp up your own sex life so that you drown them out with your own ah. climactic moments of joy. Mm. That's what I think you should do. Join in remotely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Great>. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well we you mentioned house rules there in our agony aunt mm. we've got over thank you for that assigned advice. Um do you have any house rules within your house? I think everyone has to be polite to everyone else and everyone has to give everyone else a chance to talk and feel and think and nobody has to override or sort of, you know, walk all over anyone else. But luckily, I don't really ever have to impose house rules. Yeah. I think I wouldn't ask anyone into my house if I didn't rate them and think that they were decent and nice. Yeah. So luckily, it's Liberty Hall at Felt's Towers, really. Oh, Felt's Towers. I love that it's called Felt's Towers. Now, we do ask each of our guests to bring in a special item, something that means something to them from their home. And I think you've brought something in for us too. Well, this is something that I didn't I don't really need to bring because I it's my handbag that I carry Love absolutely this. everywhere and it's got my grandbabies on it so you see so you can see Zeke here he's eight mm -hmm. and this is Nerily who's six and this is AJ he's three yeah and they've so all got beautiful my, names thank you AJ's really called Amiel Amiel oh. yes which means people of God in Hebrew oh. yes did you have that bag made 
Yeah, my, my girls always get them for me. So it's brilliant because it's every birthday, every Christmas, every everything. Updated. And also when the, when the kids grow, I get a new bag. Mm-hmm. Great. I think it's called Bags of Love. And I think <laughs> you can just get it on the internet or something. But but um, it, it's great. And I've kept all the other ones. So the, the, the very first one has just got Zeke as a tiny new baby. Oh. Yeah, they're really, and it's really the only bag I can be bothered to carry most most of the time. But good size, though, fits everything <laughs> in. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. When you're doing five jobs Normally a day. Normally I have a frozen chicken in there. By <laughs> <the day. laughs> actually, I'll tell, I I'll tell you what is... I have got. I've oh. got this very sweet photo book that Allegra had made for me. And that, that's the weekend I was telling From you about Rome. in Rome, yes. So that's Girls on Tour. Girls on yes, Tour. What has to do with Yeah, exactly. There I love are. that. So yeah. fab time. Yeah. Now, we do also want to know what it is that home really means to you. If you were okay. to sum up what it was about home that, that makes it feel like a home, what mm. is that for you? I think safety, mm. comfort, security. Lovely smell of my secret chicken soup simmering on mm. the on the hearth, With and the I cannot re- of... can't reveal it. To you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was <laughs> sneaky, and you didn't succeed. No, no. <laughs> no rubbish. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on All Round Mine. I feel like we've been round to your house and had a cuppa yeah. with you, and I can yeah. smell the chicken soup simmering in the background. Mm-hmm. And I've just loved learning about your family and about your gorgeous home and your parties and your guests. So thank you so much for joining well, thank us. Thank you very much for having me. I love my lovely house. Yeah, it looks like Sicilian. So it looks very Italian. Like you just got it from exactly Rome. love it. And I hope we're not so going to be much. put on the same list as Madonna next time you're going to pass. <laughs> Definitely again. not. I'll put you at the top of the Great. list. Excellent. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks.